Boys, how you doing? Wonderful. Great to be back. Great to be here. Yeah, uh, we haven't been here for a little bit. We had to take a little break because, you know, lives. But uh, tell me what you are thankful for. I know you're not supposed to do that after Easter break, but you know what? <laughs> tell me something you're thankful for, guys. You guys just like, wow, I'm so thankful for this. Yeah, that was, <laughs> wow. was like, what you holiday got, break are we coming off of? Wow, you guys live such awful lives. You have yeah. nothing to be no, thankful bro, for. No, I'm, bro, I'm in my head trying to count, like, is it, like, halfway till Thanksgiving? Like, what is, go, what's going on here? Yeah, I was more thrown off by the the, the timing of the question, that's all. Um where just trying to be uplifting here, you know what I mean? Start the yeah. podcast on a positive note. Give people some positivity, you know? Yeah, well, then you can understand why Dan and I were taken aback because that doesn't <laughs> always happen. <laughs> uh, thankful. Let's see. Um, I'm thankful for YouTube <laughs> this weekend. YouTube or YouTube? I, wait. YouTube. YouTube. Why are, why are you listening to YouTube? YouTube. Dan's a oh. he's really thankful for he's thankful yeah. for Bono. Thank you, Bono. <laughs> for everything. <laughs> uh no, thankful for YouTube because I got to not be at Coachella but watch it this weekend. <laughs> That's what okay. I was thankful for. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Chris, what are you thankful for? Um, we just had, you know what? Katie's parents uh, just came and spent about a week with us. And I'm very thankful to have families that like are willing to lend a hand with a bunch of little kids that just don't stop running around. I'm very, very thankful for that. Nice. That's beautiful. All right. Uh, what I am thankful for is, uh, the fact that I just used an app and had somebody come wash my car. Um, <laughs> thanks for bringing yours down to my level i appreciate it <laughs> like oh my goodness dude like technology it's amazing like the fact that there is an app called mobile wash that just brings people who already have who ca wash cars to your house to wash your car when all of a sudden you get into the car and or your wife gets into her car and she goes, my car smells like someone died in here. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. And this is a warning to anybody who has, um, you know, has a car with three rows and three kids. The, the, the oldest one in the back might just, yeah, I don't know, spill something back there. And that's what we just found out recently. And somebody had to come and detail the car. So shouts to Mobile Wash. That's what I'm thankful for. I've not heard of that. I mean, that it makes sense though, right? That you could get everything else personally delivered to your house. Why couldn't you order Why somebody not? to take care of the car? Right. Yeah. That's incredible. Genius. 2023, man. Dude. Time. Thankful. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? It's the Brunch Breakdown. It's Didi out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. Today on the show, it is Sports Brunch, and we have sports topics to get off our chests and sports things to talk about and all the sports, and I can't wait to talk about these with my boys because it's been, it hasn't even been that long. I just, you know, miss doing this every week, so I love you guys. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I guess I'm thankful for you two, yeah. not yeah, you two. You two. Yeah. yeah, Dan would so that's rather what I meant watch to say. us on YouTube than <laughs> spend time with us. Yes. Which? Yes. Dan, tell them where they can find the brunch breakdown. <laughs> yes, thank you. Beautiful segue. Let's start there. These are video episodes as well, not just audio podcasts. And you can find us on YouTube. That's right. New episodes each and every Wednesday, YouTube and Facebook, full video premieres at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on demand, anytime you want to watch those. But if you want to stick it original... Go with the audio podcast. You can find that quite literally anywhere, people. Anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find The Brunch Breakdown. Just make sure you're hitting follow or subscribe wherever you choose to listen to us. Again, new episodes each and every Wednesday coming your way. We're also everywhere on social media, of course. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, all of the above. At Brunch Breakdown, follow us there. Let's be friends. Call each other. Start a let's, let's start a conversation. 
right? Let's have a little fun on social media. And don't forget the Sounds of Brunch playlist. What we're listening to each and every week, we put it on a playlist exclusively on Spotify. It gets updated every Friday or so. And we call that thing the Sounds of Brunch. Check it out. Check it all out. All of it. Every bit of it. Yeah. Chris. It's time to start. Get it off our chest. Let's get random topics off our chest. Chris, go ahead for it. Uh, okay. I'm curious, like, how much do you guys remember from high school? Of just like, <laughs> like, I, I don't mean like the stuff you did with friends. I mean, like, actually being in school, like the classes you took, the names of your teachers, the lessons that you learned, like, if 100% is all of the things that happened and zero is you remember none of it, like put a percentage on it. Like what, what, what percentage of it do you remember? Or like, are there specific things that stick out to you that like, yeah, yeah, I remember this teacher or I remember this class. Like how much of it do you remember? Oh, I, I don't know, dude. Like there are 50, 50%. That's pretty yeah. like, I know I don't remember, dude. I feel like I don't remember any of like freshman year of high school. So like, and I, I don't know. I feel like I re- I just feel like I have selective memory with all those years. So it's kind of so I feel like fifty percent is solid. Might be less. Yeah, yeah. I maybe go like thirty five. Like I feel like I remember faces. So if you like lined up a bunch of people and like picked out your teachers from high school, I could do that. If you were like write their names down, I'd be like no. Um, <laughs> that I couldn't do, um, lessons, things like that. Yeah. A lot of that stuff is just foggy, foggy memory. So like yeah, there, there's moments that I remember even just like within school, like you said, Chris, not like outside of your friend stuff. And I can, I could probably get faces, but that's, that's about it. Okay. This makes me feel a little better. I've like, so we, we, we had a, a friend who had a wedding, um, geez, I don't know, about a month or so ago now. And like, it was an eye opener for me on like how many people I forgot from high school. But then like, I've, for whatever reason, been listening to like some po- different podcasts lately. And uh, just randomly, like a bunch of them talked about like, oh yeah, well, I met this person or I met this teacher in high school and they introduced me to this thing and it changed my life and I'll never forget it. And it was this class and my sophomore year and all this. And I'm just like, I, I, outside of band, I could not tell you one of my teacher's names. I don't remember any of their names. I remember some of their faces, but if I, mm-hmm. Dan, like you said, if I was greeted with, to them, like they showed up, I would not know their name. I, I don't remember anything. I certainly don't remember the lessons that were taught, but like, I couldn't tell you the teacher that I had for English, my sophomore year. Like, how do people remember this stuff? I don't know. It makes me feel better to know you guys are like 50% or below. I'm like 12, I think. And <laughs> dude, uh, 50 might be not. Dude, now that you're saying it like that and you like brought up the teacher thing, I, I dude, you lined up my teachers. I'm only going to remember the ones I hated. <laughs> ones whose <laughs> whose name sticks in the back of my head when random things happen in my life. Uh, yeah, those are the ones that I'll probably remember. And Mrs. Welch, love Mrs. Welch, and football coach. Like, I feel like coaches who are teachers, they don't count for me because I knew all of them. But yeah. like, yeah. So if you weren't a, <laughs> if you weren't a coach <laughs> slash <Yes>. health teacher <laughs> slash gym teacher slash drivers ed teacher, um, yeah, I I you know. Miss Welch, that was that's the homie, dude. Still the homie, dude. And if if teachers are listening to this right now, they're probably so pissed at that because I feel like those are the <laughs> teachers that like are the least respected <laughs> teachers, right? <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I just don't remember anything from high school, and I wanted to get it off my chest. It sounds like you need to be doing some what Sudoku's something to help that that memory log, yeah, or bit. like something open up my yearbooks or something. I don't know. Go to the, yeah, you, have some more reunions. Can I ask you guys a question about this? Like, <laughs> you guys both live in the place where you went to high school. So, like, <laughs> that doesn't make you remember high school more. Well, you I, know what? It's actually it's actually interesting you say that because it's even more to that. Chris and I not only went to high school together, we went to middle school together, and like the majority of the people we still hang out with and talk to 
we went to high school and middle school with. And often there are stories that come up repetitively from those moments in high school. And sometimes it is about a teacher or this class or something. So I think you're right, Didi. Like we probably have more opportunities to remember that stuff more just based on the environment and the people that we still hang out with. So I guess that's scary knowing what, what we can still remember. And then there's plenty of people that don't hang out and talk to their high school friends anymore. So they have like no reason to go back in the memory bank and think or talk about that stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, it does nothing for me. Like <laughs> it doesn't jog anything. It's just whoosh, straight over my head. All it does is just make me want to change the conversation. Anytime <laughs> people start talking about high school, I'm like, uh-uh. And like, and I'm not somebody who was like, oh yeah, I hated high school. High school is the worst for me. No, high school was good, but it was a time. I'm off of it. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I let it go there a long time ago. I'm good. Weirdly uh, enough, I, re- I literally ran into a middle school band director over the weekend who I hadn't seen probably since middle school or high school. Just, just crazy. And he recognized me. And I had to kind of do one of these. He had a hat on. I'm like, hadn't seen. I'm like, holy cow! Like, weird, Good weird. So they you, remember dude. the fact that they remember us. Maybe is maybe we should be asking. Yeah, how they're remembering the thousands of students that they've had. This is the face right here. <laughs> good, good for you. That means you were memorable and you still look uh, youthful. So good for you, Dan. I guess so. I get thank. Yeah, good points. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, for my teachers, it's kind of like a process of elimination. They're like. Mm, I had five black students that might be him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why not just throw out a D name? It's, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be Didi or Dana, you know, it's not Deidre, Dave, so. Dave, Dana, then, <laughs> Dana. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh man, I have a million questions in my head about high school, but that's not what we're here to do today. So Dan, get it off your chest. <laughs> Man, that, 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 that just became a topic right there. We just completely were off the rails. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, so thanks, thanks for handing it over to me. You know, I've I've had a number of things to get off my chest since it's been a few weeks since I've been on the brunch breakdown. Um, you'll hear all of them in the coming weeks, <laughs> trust me. But there is one topic in particular that some listeners, just a handful of listeners have been waiting for, were there to witness and they knew, they know that this has been coming for weeks. So this is where I will start. Okay. The episode I missed a couple of weeks back was, yes, it was WrestleMania weekend. Didi, I heard you out. You're right. Missed opportunity. It was a cost thing. I should have still went to you because apparently we could have made that work because if you're not familiar, not you, but anybody listening, WrestleMania is two nights now instead of one. And you don't pay for one ticket to get you into both. It, you got to pay for both shows now. So cost was a bit of a concern, but my bad. I hear you. Anyways, so we're out to brunch celebrating WrestleMania weekend. So it's WrestleMania Saturday, and we decided we're going to go to Voodoo Brewing Company. Uh, they were born and raised right here in Pittsburgh. They are branching out now. They have a couple there franchising. They're actually opened one up in Vegas. Uh, they're expanding, so it's kind of cool. But they had some new brunch items on the menu that they had posted to social media that morning. Uh, so we had a large group. We we're all kind of excited to go to brunch, kick things off for the day. They opened at 11. We arrived just a few minutes after that. But when we got there, we noticed there's kind of this odd crowd already in the brewery that only been open for a couple of minutes. They were like runners, right, in some sort of running group or something. So it was like weird. But so we sit down to order. You can order individually through the QR code at the table, which is a beautiful thing. And so we're all going there, looking at the brunch menu, and then all of a sudden go to tap on an item, no longer available. Try something else, no longer available. Are they just out of Hollandaise for all the Benedicts? Like, I'm going to try something else, (laughs) no longer available. They literally ran out of brunch 15 minutes after opening the establishment. (laughs) Ran out. (laughs) <laughs> oh. and steel city dan was in the room <laughs> Wow! you don't one run person- out of brunch when dan is there <laughs> that is correct one person at our ta- we had a table of probably 10 one person at our table had the quickest fingers and got the last brunch order and it was not me 
it was not me. We all just settled for like regular food after that. Like who got it? No, you got to call names out. Who got it? My wife's friend Alice. She got the last brunch. Nice. Shout so out Alice. She enjoyed. She enjoyed the the final benedict of the day for anybody in the establishment. Save I'm the like, last Excuse brunch. me. Excuse me. Do you know? Do you know who I am? Do you know what podcast I'm on? You ran out of brunch. We got here five minutes after you opened. <laughs> and so it turns out this like little group of runners had some pre-planned event where they had this like, breakfast buffet set up for them. And again, this wasn't a massive group of people, but enough to be noticed. And apparently somebody didn't order enough damn eggs for the rest of the weekend that they just went all to this little buffet for these runners. And that was the item that they ran out of. And it, egg was like in everything. It was in a batter. It was in it, eggs. Wasn't anything, everything on the brunch menu. Like, how does this happen? Like, when do you notice, oh shit, we're running out of eggs. And like, maybe you could figure something out and do something about that, right? This wasn't some like secret ingredient that they had to get from the corporate office. We're talking eggs here. And, and remember, they still posted about brunch on their social media page that morning. You don't think going into that morning, they're like, Right, guys, we got like five brunch plates for the first five people in here. Maybe take the brunch stuff off of social media, right? Yes, they later deleted it, deleted it, but it was just like rubbing it in that much more. To say I was frustrated is putting it so lightly. Uh, friends were very concerned with the demeanor and look on my face. So, Voodoo Brewing Company, this is Brunch Court, and you are guilty as charged. And you will be sentenced by the brunch brethren to death. Wow, dude. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, I don't understand how you have brunch and you run out of it. I understand running out of, like, stuff. Sure. But not just brunch oh. in general. <laughs> like, oh, out of brunch. Out. Yeah. Like, oh, no, sorry, we're out of brunch. You're out of brunch? <laughs> I was I was stunned. In the stunned. the the clearly scheduled uh Instagram post is like the icing on the cake. Don't listen people. Don't yeah. schedule posts. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Or if you know, hey, we're running out of eggs this weekend. Give the marketing person a heads up. Take it down. Take it down. Get it out of there. Dangerous game. Dangerous game. Oh, God. All right. It's my turn. Uh, boys, I went to Coachella this weekend. It was amazing as usual. And that's not what I'm tired to talk about. My wife uh, was, you know, toting around three kids all weekend, dance class, swim class, all these things. And she tells me that, like, every time she saw someone, they were like, where's your husband? You got all the kids. And she's like, he's at Coachella. <laughs> And they all looked at her with this like face, like, what? Really? <laughs> and so that made me, I have a question. What am I supposed to be doing that would give an answer that someone would be like, oh, that sounds great. Cause like, I'm just like, guys, I don't golf. I'm not going to golf. I'm not going to go on a golf trip with my buddies. I'm not doing it. Is that like an answer that would make someone go, you know, hmm, hmm. that's, that's, that's acceptable. Enjoy those three kids. But at Coachella, they were like, oh, what? How? Oh. And I just want to know what is the acceptable thing for someone to be doing? Like, I just don't get it. Like, I, I like music in the good times. I don't know. But yeah. like, I just want to know what are those things that we that we as people in our upper thirties are supposed to be doing? What, what are we supposed to be doing? Do do these people with these comments? Um, do they know you personally? Uh, I think a couple do, but most don't. Okay, um, because I think the answer to your question is different for each and every person. But at the end of the day, like something that you're incredibly passionate about is a ticket to do it. Like for me, okay. it's going to see Pitt play Notre Dame. 
you know, for you, it's going to coach. Like, I think everybody has like a different thing. As long as it's something that like you're passionate about, you talk about it all the time. That's like the thing you gear up to do. That's good. I actually think like the golf weekend thing is bullshit. I know so many, like, I know so many dudes that just like use the golf weekend to get like 16 weekends away from their family every year. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> that that doesn't like as a as a guy with two kids, that's not acceptable, you know? So I think it's like the thing you're passionate about. Well, I guess All we can never out. use that ex- we could never use that excuse for the three of us getting together ever again <laughs> away from our wives. Um <laughs> maybe she should have been like he's He's at Coachella, and they'd be like, "What?" And she'd be like, "No, he's performing at Coachella." And then they would be like, "Oh, okay, good for you, good for him." <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. Like, like, oh, he's uh, volunteering at the uh, old people shelter again this this morning. He just took up another shift that somebody else couldn't fill. Oh, good. That's good. That I feel like it has to be. <laughs> that's good. Something like that. There's that's- there's nothing you can do for yourself. In that answer. I don't know like what it is aside from something that you were like, but again, you're passionate about music. So that should be acceptable. But to strangers, it's like, mm, he left you for this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, listen, That's since none of our wives listen to the brunch breakdown, I yeah, now have you. the idea. Old folks home volunteering weekends. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So in a couple of years, we're going to tell them that we're going to volunteer in an old folks home in Las Vegas is what you're saying. Mm, thousand yeah. percent. Or okay. I heard they have good old folks homes in New Orleans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they really need help uh, around you know, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras. Like there's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a high traffic weekend. Yep. Right. Yes, they do. <laughs> there it is. This was a good workshop, yeah. guys. That's why I had this question for you. I'm happy we did this. Now good. let's do what we're definitely going to do on old folks volunteering weekend. Drink some beer. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting a bruise day. Chris, what you got? Um, so I have a, a non-alcoholic one here today, hey. boys. Everybody's been talking about athletic brewing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I had not mm-hmm. tried it yet. So uh, Katie picked up uh, this free wave hazy IPA, which is um, perfect for me right now in a cut, it's only 70 calories for her is perfect. Cause she's pregnant. So that works. <laughs> and, uh, it's delicious guys. Like it's very clearly, well, if you drink something that doesn't have alcohol, that's supposed to have alcohol. It's very clearly not the thing that you would have otherwise drank. Um, but I mean, it, Gives you a little bit of the taste. And I guess that's what you're looking for when you have a non-alcoholic beer is just to like get some of that feedback from, in this case, an IPA. Uh, It doesn't wreck my sleep at night. And um, that's all a guy could ask for right now. So I'm enjoying it. Is it hoppy at all? Um. It's more, it's like more like they've leaned into the bittery citrusness. Okay. Then it is like, hey, this is super hoppy, like an IPA. Um, I guess that's a good. I'm glad you asked that question. I, that that's a good distinction where it's like you're getting with a with a, a regular IPA, you'd be getting like the whole well rounded experience. And I feel like with a non alcoholic, you're getting like bits of the experience, and like those bits that remind you of a beer are kind of like kicked up a notch. And I think it's probably because of that, because there's no alcohol in it. Okay. Because I would, the only reason I wonder, because you you said IPA, and then there's so many different non-alcoholic beer choices, but like the ones that I've been around have been like Heineken or just, you know, mm. just lagers, just beer. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I get how you can do that. But when it comes to like more specialty things, I'm like, how do you replicate that? But eh, just wonder. Yeah. And athletic brewing is probably one of the better known ones, uh, Chris. Yeah. They're like kind of widespread non-alcoholic that's what they do that's their specialty um brew dog actually who we've talked about on the podcast uh, a number of times before is also really diving into the non-alcoholic beer market we've got like a a bunch um here actually that we've been kind of sampling just to kind of like mix it up try them to see what they're like um and they're good they are they do a variety pack uh we have we haven't tried it yet. There's like a a stout or a porter. That's that's that I had that I haven't 
We haven't tried yet. That seems like it's going to be really difficult to pull off, but they do the IPAs well. They do the like the, the punk, the Elvis juice. They do all that. And it, it it's not the same, but it is. It's as close as you can get without the uh the alcohol. And it's come a long way since the, you know, the Heineken's and those 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 big name uh macro brews that have tried to do the the NA thing. So yeah, a lot of different interesting ones out there. Nice. There were a ton of non-alcoholic options at Coachella this year. They they really? had like in the campground they had like they expanded the the uh like they call it Sobercella, but it's like a non-alcoholic zone. They like made it bigger this year and then like in the festival that was like very apparent that there was like this new this thing called New Bar that's like really popular here and it's like all non-alcoholic options and shit. It was a lot. It was like it was actually like really cool to see. I was like, yeah. All right. Hmm. Dude, like kids don't I'd said this before how like, I feel like we, and in comparison to the generation growing up right now, we were absolute degenerates. Like <laughs> kids don't drink the way that we drank. It's like, everything's changing. So these breweries probably have to start pumping those out just to like, continue to have a wide appeal to everybody. True. Very for sure. Like, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, here's what I got guys. Mike Hess into the sunset blood orange IPA. Makes me happy. Daniel, let's just call this just call this the Daniel Dudley beer. Mike Hess Brewing in San Diego. I love everything they do over there. I love San Diego. Oh, oh I love this. I let's love this. Go. This is like this. This is the second time in how many weeks? Incredible. I love this beer. Incredible. I hate that that just happened. Um, I have to go get <laughs> napkins. Dan, talk about your beer. I'll be right back. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, I love it. This is only a couple of weeks ago that this happened to Didi. This is bad, though. He's He had to exit is, the room. Yeah, this is why you need to watch the video episodes. This is why the video is key. I'm, I'm, that should be a good enough clip. We might have to slow that one down uh, to show it back on social media. Um, yeah, I'll talk about a, a beer. And the reason I don't have it with me is because I've already had it and I need to talk about it. And it wouldn't be justice to, to have another beer here. Um, I had this um, on a very long road trip that I took recently, which we'll get into in another episode. But I got to swing through an old, I don't want to call it an old stomping ground, but an old stopping place, Knoxville, Tennessee, and a place where I've had literally the best beer of my entire life. When we got to go down there and watch uh, Pitt beat the Tennessee Volunteers a couple years ago. Love this brewery, Zul Beer Company. That's X U with an umlaut and L. It's a really, really cool venue. Um, and the beers are just out of this world. And I got to have their uh, Magic Wands Raspberry uh, Pastry Sour. And what it is, is it's a. Um, raspberry cheesecake pastry sour and it was just full of all of it a lot of raspberry some sweetness and then it was almost like it this it was actually lactose free which is interesting because if you're going cheesecake you think that's an essential ingredient in a lot of sours nowadays but they went lactose free so it was almost like cakey rather than like a more dairy cheesy element to it and it was just you couldn't, you couldn't even convince me that there was no lactose in it, but it was that more of that cakey flavor, raspberry and sweetness, wonderful beer. Magic Wands is a series, and raspberry was just the one that they had on tap. Beautiful Zul Beer Company. I love you. I love this beer. Nice. Well, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Let's keep it away from my laptop. Yeah. I love it. You know, raincoat <laughs> over there. <laughs> time god damn it man all right well let's get into the main menu it is sports brunch um you know what i want to start with this what sport do you want to be good at when you're 60 plus chris you were watching the masters i was not um because you know if tiger's not there i'm out but anyways you came up with you came, came up with something let us know yeah, so uh, at the Masters, Fred Couples made the cut. And if you don't know what that means, a, a golf tournament has four rounds. You have to be at a certain standing in the leaderboard to make it 
to the third and fourth round. So everybody plays the first two rounds and then you have to be at a certain level to make it to the third and fourth rounds. Fred couples. I think it's top 50 in ties. If I'm, I'm just trying to remember that offhand. It might be top 50. And like, if you're tied in there, that's how you make the cut. Gotcha. Oh yeah, you're right. Because I think Tiger was tied, which had him make it, but then it was like, Super cold on Saturday and he couldn't move and then he dropped yeah. out. So it's not necessarily yeah, how many strokes back you are of the leader because they could be like way out in front. But if they're first place, then that's they're just in first place. But yeah, go yeah, ahead. yeah. Um, so Fred Couples made the cut at 63 years old, which just like blew my mind. And it had me thinking, like, okay, he's focused his entire life on the sport of golf. So he's focused on that one skill. And I think if you want to be re- that, that damn good at something at 60 plus years old, you know, you probably have to focus on that one skill for decades. So it had me wondering, like, if you could pick one at thing that you want to be able to do athletically when you're in your sixties, what would it be? Oh, just being able to go to any basketball court and just own a bunch of teenagers <laughs> and like not even in some like crazy super athletic way not talking about like dunking on people or whatever no i'm just talking about just literally being able to just do all the old man moves and just back them down you know be shirtless that sweat all over your back you hate playing against old dudes because they do all the nasty shit whack they put the ball between their legs they get you to jump there's just a bunch of whack just a bunch of old shit and i can't wait to do that uncle drew that is my goal oh my god yeah like 100 <laughs> 100%. like i just want to be able to show up at a court and just make a bunch of 16 year olds just angry at themselves because they just got yeah. destroyed by 63 year old me I like that. There is always like one old dude at the YMCA that's really good and nobody understands how. Yep. Short mm-hmm. shorts, rec specs, all of it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. This was, this was a pretty crazy feat. Um, Cause yeah, Fred couple, Fred couples with this, he's the, he was the oldest player to make the cut in any major of the four majors a year. He set the record for the, for the oldest. Um, and like, Damn. Yeah. And beating guys that are less than half his age in their prime, right? Yeah, like, didn't Bryson fail to make the cut? Bryson DeChambeau? I don't think he made the cut. And he's like, yeah, this dude that like power lifts all the time. And <laughs> he got beat by a 63 year old. Yeah. Like big name golfers did not make the cut. And 63 year old Fred Couples, who is one of the greatest golfers of all time. Uh, and always finds a way at one of these majors, usually Augusta or like the U.S. Open, makes this weird run or makes the cut. It does something he's not supposed to. He's got this weird, weird knack late in his career that he's doing stuff like this. But this is wild to be setting that record, the oldest uh, to make a cut. This is a it's a dumb answer because of the topic. But like I'll say golf. And here's why I've been playing golf for 20 years and I'm not that good at it. So if I in the next 30 years, I damn well better be good at it. Okay. I give myself 30 more years to get better at golf. I'm not even halfway there through my golfing career to that point. I sure as shit be better at golf at that point because I don't know what else I'm gonna <laughs> when I have to go away for the weekend and need an excuse to get away from the from the family and the wife. I need to still be able to play golf at a competitive level for it to be like, okay, you can still continue to go on golf weekends with the boys to new Orleans, yeah. you know? So it, it better be better at golf at that point. No golf's a good lifetime sport. So that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of wear and tear on the joints, on the body. Uh, Didi mm-hmm. can't say that about basketball. So good luck. But um, <laughs> mine, mine involves a decent amount of wear and tear too. I want to be able in my sixties to deadlift twice my body weight. I also want to be able to squat one and a half times my body weight and bench press my actual body weight. I want to be able to do that when I'm in my 60s. And I'm pretty sure I will. It's dedication. Yeah. 
you you think about cutting a lot of weight between now and then where it's that number's not as high. <laughs> we'll when you get older, you shrink. So then his weight changes. Right. So yeah, your arm is still the same size, but like the rest of you just continues to shrink. So like the mass is here, but I'm planning else. on a, yeah, I'm planning on a lot of just like bodily breakdown between now and then. So you know. Chris is going to be one thirty. Right? He's like, I told you guys, I told you guys, yeah, did it. <laughs> I told you guys I was going to do it. Like, well, you were 180 oh, when you yeah. talked about that before. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, but the fact still remains, guys. I had the vision. Yeah. I saw it. Told you I was going to do right. it. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like trying to think what else. Like, I'll, everything that I thought about with that was just making young people look stupid. Yeah. Because it's always a shock whenever somebody older can do something. And so I think you could do that in all of these things. Like, you could just show up at LA Fitness. At 63, you know, come in a little slow. And they're like, oh, God, here comes the old guy. And then you're just like, <laughs> yeah, dead, deadlift <laughs> 375 and then drop it and walk out. That's yeah, what I want to walk do. the fuck out. Yeah. 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 I, I, cause I was trying to think of like, what do people that age do anyways? And that as they get older, I'm like, OK, well, a lot of old people swim. And I want to mm-hmm. just be like doing laps over people. When I'm getting older, Dan's gonna be. You know, they're out there doing water aerobics, and I'm like, Phelpsing it out there. Dan's gonna be <laughs> Phelpsing a breaststroke, just slapping right. people as he goes through doing the butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking like a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Get out of the way, Nancy. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I would move home to see that at least once a weekend. <laughs> just, just get my McDonald's coffee at 6 a.m. and just watch Dan just yeah. go ham at the YMCA. <laughs> Dad, you going out to Pittsburgh again? Uncle Dan's got swim cello this year, boys. We got we to gotta get out there to see it. <laughs> Oh man. God, if you listen to this podcast and <laughs> you enjoy it, thank you. Yes, that that's was so, what we're thankful for. <laughs> that did, that was so niche. That was just so us. So <laughs> just, uh, just anyone who listens. <laughs> oh God. All right. So next thing we'll talk about baseball. It's sped up. And Siobhan actually went to a Dodgers game on Friday. They went in, as L.A. people do, late. But baseball, you go in late. She said they went in a half hour late, right? They also sat behind home plate, and they didn't understand the fact that they get, like, free food and stuff. She had no idea what she was getting into. I was like, wait, you're sitting behind home plate? She's like, yeah, like, somebody got tickets. Like, whatever. Me and Katie are going. Whatever. I was like, okay. And then she shows me her seats. She was like, man, I didn't know this was, like, such a thing. And I was like cool anyways yeah. they show up 30 minutes late and she said it was the third inning Damn. <laughs> and she, and she was like it really is faster this is crazy but yeah baseball's faster and uh like guys are, have you been watching have you watched any baseball of this fast-paced baseball a, a little bit <clears throat> which is a lot for me like it's fast, man. It's, it's, it's interesting. So I, like the pitchers have to throw a pitch every 15 seconds, I think. And like, I think both the pitcher and the batter can only call time once. Like it's amazing. They just keep throwing the ball and that's what they've needed all along. Yeah. yeah. It, this is so long overdue. The game is already on average down 30 minutes on average compared to last year. That's insane. 30 minutes. There's your half hour right there. It's, but it's so needed. This game was so long. It's it's just it's painstakingly long, especially when you go into extra innings and things like that. But yeah, the the little bit that I've watched so far this year, because it is it, it's more action. People want action, right? And even though I think also there was a fear that offenses wouldn't be as productive in baseball because pitchers are rushed and batters are rushed, and it's just it's it's going to lower. Uh, offensive production, but there's like an average, the average game is up like an average. Let me try that again. One run more per game on average than last year. 
So the fact that they're scoring more runs, but it's still taking less is what's like really impressive. And it's boy, it's, it's really, really refreshing and yeah, long overdue for baseball. Yeah. I think like when the pitchers have to throw pitches that quickly, they probably tire out quicker than they normally did, which means like the fastball gets a little slower and the hitters can catch up to it. And then the ball flies around the park more. Like it's just everything about the changes they made. It's the first thing baseball's done anything where I'm like, you know what? Yes. I'll tune in a little bit. Good, good effort. Good job. Good effort. My favorite thing about all this is that I've been hit up by like, there were probably a solid group of like, I don't know, eight, nine of us who covered pirates baseball in like the early 2010s. And <laughs> I always complained about it. So for like 60 some odd games at home, I would just be like complaining about mal meetings, complaining about how <laughs> slow it is, about how slow the pitches take. I'm like, this makes no sense. And I got hit up by so many people like, dude, you must be so happy. And I'm like, <laughs> this is this is all I've been saying. Now, if they would oh, now, if they would just stop letting kids sing the national anthem, baseball would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Like one no step one needs, at a time. No one needs the freaking Wellsburg Middle School chorus to sing the national anthem at the game. No one needs mm -hmm. it. Just let them go to the game. It's great. Let them go. Even let them come on the field. They don't need to sing. You don't need to hear kids sing unless you're a parent at the choir concert. Only people who should be subjected right. to that. <laughs> now, are you guys happy with the speed of the game, the same the, the season being the same length? Or would you have rather them shorten the season and maybe not as a big of an adjustment on the average length of the game? Because that's something we've talked about on this podcast, too, is that the season is just too damn long. Every sports season is too long. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. They're yeah. all too long, but they're never going to change it. Mm -hmm. They're all too long. Hockey's too long. Basketball's too long. Baseball's too long. Football was perfect. <laughs> then they decided to make yeah. that too long. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all too long. Yeah, you're right, Didi. I remember when the lockout shortened like half the NHL season and I was like, this is the perfect length. Every game feels like it matters. This is what they should do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I mean, maybe that'd be great if baseball would shorten it, but that that then that takes money out of everyone's pocket. So it's not probably not going to happen. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the thing well, right uh, now, is right is the concessions, right? Everybody's like, all the owners are worried about concessions okay. and being people aren't in the stadium as long can't buy as much beer and people and what i found to be interesting about this whole argument with how much they're going to sell like you know, stopping beer sales and then keeping them going is that like some players have been like yeah that's bad guys yeah if the game's moving faster <laughs> we shouldn't keep we should stop beer sooner not later because then you have everyone going home drunk so like <laughs> you can't do that and i just thought it was hilarious it was like they thought it was like the easiest thing they're like hey we're just gonna let it keep going until the eighth i'm like wait that doesn't make sense <laughs> that's not the point yeah that's 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 not what we're that's not what we should do here but yeah yeah and it was weird that it was weird the players were speaking up yeah right they're not like uh -huh. worried about their own safety they're worried about the state the safety of the fans going home after the game which is like absolutely incredible um <laughs> You know, and like they're they should be doing you a favor by th these games being short because instead of paying for that third, fourth, eighteen dollar a beer in the stadium, just like tailgate longer or go somewhere after the game, calm down, come down a little bit, spend half as much on a beer outside the stadium than inside the stadium and getting them all in for the eighth inning so you just drive home it's yeah it's that's a weird compromise that was interesting who was speaking up for that oh god well boys uh let's get into uh what we're listening to let's talk some music guys yes. um all right so uh you know what chris what are you listening to what you got um <clears throat> i was obviously not at coachella gentlemen you were not um, Neither was but, Dan, so. But yeah. my timeline over the past week has been graced with all of the different clips of Blink-182 coming back with Tom, and I'm just I'm just so happy. Uh, it, like, 
everything <clears throat> it seems like i mean didi did you did, did you go to that did you see them oh yeah before? i was there yeah oh, I like was there. everything about it was like it felt like old blink like they they played so many of the old songs there was like so much of the stupid banter between mark and tom that you know it's like the stupid stupid old jokes they told in like 1999 um and like tom was back but he still like screwed a bunch of stuff up in the songs which is like so tom like that one of the things about seeing blink was everybody's like yeah the energy is great they mess up a lot but the energy is great and like it was all there so um i think i want to put dump weed on the playlist this week because i think it is like one of the best openers to an album on Enema of the State and also one of the best openers for a live band performance that there ever has been. And uh, I'm just so happy they're back. So Blink-182, boys. Yeah, it was cool. I will say uh, (laughs) the early 2000s, 90s jokes did not land depending (laughs) on what section you were in. (laughs) because <laughs> me and pete were chuckling at him but a lot of people around us were like what the hell was that <laughs> um I can, I can see that and it was it was very interesting to see how much things have changed the um because he told they they brought up the dalai lama thing a lot which was funny but then uh told this joke about actually i'm not gonna say it but I'll tell you after. <laughs> but <laughs> if you saw it, you saw it. But I'm not going to say it because I just don't even want to say it. But anyways, yeah. But it did not land. And I was like, guys, just play the songs. Just play the songs. <laughs> That's okay. It land. It landed with me. It reminded no. me of a... of a. If of you were a, there... If for a relaxed were, time. <laughs> if you were... Yeah, that's what I mean. If you were in... If you were there in the 2000s, you, you were like, yep, I see what's happening here. But if you... <laughs> If you were conceived in the 2000s, (laughs) (laughs) you were not feeling it. Um, (laughs) All right, Dan, what are you listening to? Uh, Yeah, it's been a while since put music on here. So uh, go back a couple of weeks uh, to Melly Martinez when she dropped her album uh, Portals. Uh, I'm going to put the song Void on the playlist it's got a really catchy chorus in like the song just has so many layers and that's kind of what Melly Martinez does. There's, there's great intricacy within the song. The album's great. The song is great. Melly Martinez fill in the void with void. Nice. Well, last night uh, before uh, shouts to Pete for Pete went home, we went to school night before he uh, took his flight, we went to school night and uh, we saw this artist there. Her name was Talisker. She's from she's from Paris. She have her songs aren't even in English, but they were amazing. And I don't even really know how to I don't even know how to say some of the names, but I know this one. It's called Somewhere and it's awesome. And it's just a really cool vibe. And yeah. Talk Talkister. That's her name. Really cool. So yeah. Check hey. it out. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dan. Uh- <laughs> Second on the list for me, uh, Water Parks put out a brand new album called Intellectual Property. Um, they're a cool band, man. Like they, their sound, even like within the one album, spans so many different genres. Um, it's another one where like half the songs were already released before the album came out, which is, I know, people are probably sick of hearing me say it, but <laughs> I, I hate that. Um, but like, there's a lot of dancey stuff on there. There's a lot of more like pop punky stuff on there. Um, I'll pick something. I don't know what I'm going to put on the playlist just yet, but, uh, I would highly encourage you intellectual property. That's the album name. Give the whole album, uh, a listen because there's probably something on there, uh, for everybody, honestly. Nice. Dan, what you got? Well, since you went low, I'll go low back. Um, <laughs> your girl, Macy Peters. Put out an amazing song called "Lost the Breakup." I I, I couldn't not put on. It. In fact, I wasn't even going to mention it, but we were out of school night, so <laughs> you know. Um, and it's a super relatable song that I think a lot of people uh, will understand the lyrics. And it's a song that will easily get stuck in your head. And the chorus uh, goes a little something like, "I'm the greatest love that you wasted, but by then I'll be far away." And oh shit! You lost the breakup, and it's phenomenal. A phenomenal song, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy it. 
Nice. Uh, so SZA has the song Kill Bill that, I mean, has been played a billion times everywhere. Just put out the <laughs> remix with Doja Cat, and it's awesome. Doja Cat is so cool. And my, hey, what's up, Major? Yeah, he loves the song, too. So uh, Kill Bill, <laughs> <laughs> SZA, Doja Cat. Uh, yeah, the remix, it's just fire. And it's just going to keep that song on the radio for another six months. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my last one <clears throat> is from a band called Keep Flying. Uh, they are a ska-ish, punk-ish band that I really like. They put out a new song called Left Behind. And I just think we need to make sure that we're keeping ska on the radar here every once in a while. So brand new song in the genre. And uh, I like it. I love it. Because listen, if uh, the only reason I knew that ska was dead is because I met you guys. So... We can't let it die. Can't let it die. Can't let it die. Can't let it happen. (laughs) Um, I've got, I'm going to finish with two to make up for a little bit from last week. Uh, One is from Paris called Good Enemy, back with new music. We finally have a release date for the album coming out in June. Uh, This one is fast-paced, electro, pop. It's it's really, really good. Uh, But I also want to put on a song that's getting played on the radio, rightfully so, a lot right now. The Joe Bros, the Jonas Brothers, with Waffle House, and I'm sure people have heard it by now, but I just want to read the quote about this song and just think of what this maybe reminds you of. Um, Growing up, we would go to Waffle House after shows because they were like 12, uh, and it became our sanctuary. It was the place we dreamt up ideas, the place where we worked through problems together, the place where we finally realized we could find our way through anything as long as we came together. Waffle House was born from a simple but powerful idea. When you sit down with the people that matter most, anything is possible. This song isn't about a restaurant. It's about coming together with the people you love and making your dreams come true. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a quote about the brunch breakdown. And the song Waffle House from the Jonas Brothers. How did you not end the show with that? That's how the show should end. Right uh-huh. there. Damn yeah, just it, Dan. Edit that. Put that in the back end. Yeah, it's going to throw that at the end. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, last one that I'm going to throw on the playlist this week is, oh, where should I go from here? All right. Uh, one of the shows that I had to miss because of Frank Ocean who was an hour late and then ended up cutting a show short, but whatever. Anyways, doesn't matter. A Boogie with a hoodie uh, put on a pretty awesome show for what I saw of the first 35 minutes before I left to go get a good spot for Frank, and he disappointed everyone. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put me and my guitar on the playlist because I got to see that song, and I didn't know I didn't think he was going to play it, and I was really excited about it. So A Boogie with a hoodie, me and my guitar. And that's what we're listening to this week. Ladies and gentlemen, check the playlist out on Spotify. Uh, any final thoughts, guys? I really think uh, this is new. This is new, but I really think we're like the Waffle House, guys. We are. Genius. But you know what? We don't run out of brunch. That's what we don't do. Oh, never ending brunch at the Waffle House. And that's the brunch breakdown. <laughs> we're out. <laughs>